2: Welcome back to another episode of Within the Lines coming at you on Wednesday, October 6th, 2021. Today we're reviewing a non MCU superhero movie. Oh, no spoilers here, Ty. We're reviewing Venom: Let There Be Carnage starring Tom Hardy, Woody Harrelson. Yes. And a lot of CGI. Bingo, yeah. Me and Ty went on a little date. We saw this together without the girls. The girls yep. uh, couldn't be bothered to go see Venom, which I don't blame them. That's yeah, I mean, that's fair. Um not necessarily like a, an MCU level uh, superhero flick. That being said, I was surprised by how popular it was. I live right by the movie theater. All weekend, the movie theater was like full, full parking lot. Oh, yeah, it's the best post pandemic opening we've had. That's crazy to me. I didn't uh, think Venom was that popular. And the first one wasn't like that popular either. Like, I think this is doing better than the first one. I don't know. They're doing something right. Maybe it has to do with that post credit scene, which we will talk about in detail after the movie review, Ty. We can't do the post credit scene first. Of course not. We got to talk about the movie and then what the implications mean. Let's get into the show. 100% of the time, it works. Every time. Don Damos. What? Did we just become best friends. Yep. I don't feel so good. Oh!
0: I'm not fucking leaving! <laughs> Man! You
1: don't get to the fucking show! You show goes
2: Eddie Brock attempts to reignite his career by interviewing serial killer Cletus Cassidy, who becomes the host of the symbiote Carnage and escapes prison after a failed execution. Spoilers, as always. Big time. Um, in big this time movie review, not only in the movie itself, but the future of the um, Sonyverse and MCU, um, potentially. That's that uh, right. There's a spoiler. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> we'll get to the, the end credit when we're at the very end. Um, <sighs> this movie, directed by Andy Serkis. Um, Did not direct the first one. Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. Yep. Got brought on to direct the second one. Tom Hardy, Woody Harrelson, um, Michelle Williams' is third cast, third build, Mm. which is fair. But like you said, a lot of CGI. Yeah. And this movie started really promising on Rotten Tomatoes, had over a 70%. And it actually did go down Um, by the time we saw it was in the 50s, 50s. It is now 59%. 85 audience, which is really the score you're looking at. Um, first one, 30% 81 audience. I will say just, uh, off the bat, anyone that listened to March movie madness knows that I hated the symbiote, uh, CGI in the first venom. They did better in this one. See, I, again, I feel like you were just too critical. It looked the same to me. Maybe it's my TV, bro. It's my CGI ruining TV. I don't know. Um, but we didn't get a lot of, of the symbiote because I was mostly it, whatever. I was mostly didn't like when it wasn't in venom form when it was just a little blob. Like, that's what looked really bad to me. We didn't get a lot of that in this. Oh. Yeah. So, not even like Venom and like, again, no. It's literally when he was just like the goop on the ground. Yeah. Well, th- yeah. In the first one, they like played the music and he was bouncing from the walls and yeah. everything. And, but yeah. That's that. what you didn't like. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Not the Venom. I didn't himself. realize you were that nit- nitpicky. Oh, my God. But I just, just so we're clear. Um, this movie. Yeah. What do you got um, to say about it, Ty? So, it feels, again, different director feels very similar to the first one. (laughs) Yeah. Um, In that it has the same problems as the first one and kind of, you know, where what it does good, it it does good. Just like the first one. I don't think this is an improvement despite the Rotten Tomatoes score. Like double. Okay. I think it was an improvement only from the sense there was more like actual Venom. Even though there might not have been more like action Venom. Venom was in the movie from the beginning, at least in Tom Hardy's head. And you had those Tom Hardy Venom interactions. Yeah. I guess it was better from that point of view. Um, and I think that comes with not having to deal with the origin yeah. story and being able to p- kick off with the character. Even though I was not a huge fan of um, – I don't want to say I wasn't a huge fan. Even though I have some things to say about the antagonist, uh, Woody Harrelson's character, character Cletus Cassidy, mm-hmm. um, I still do think it was better than the first antagonist. I don't even remember that guy's name. The the uh, Riot? I think it was Riot. I don't know the actual – Yeah, Carlton Drake, Riot. Um, the the billionaire who was funding this research project, whatever it was. Yeah. Um. I, w- I will say I liked it more in this one. Uh, this one was shorter. This one, hour 26, opposed to the first one, hour 52, and that's with, like, 20-minute credits on the first one. Yeah, um, this one was v- the vigorously, like, shortest movie I've seen in a while. Yeah. And that's really rare, because comic book movies, I mean, we just had Endgame that was, like, three fucking hours. Yeah. And this one's like, fuck that. We're just going to go in, go out. Yeah, which, I mean say what you will about it. Would it have benefited from the extra time? There's two, there's two things like an extra 30 minutes. Yeah. They could have done more maybe, especially with the antagonist, I think. But at the same time, it's like, they're kind of leaning. They know what these movies are. And then maybe it's like, Hey, do we want to do that? Or do we want to just give the people what they want? And that's venom and you know, carnage. Now, could they have given us more of that with extra time? Because you have the one cathedral fight scene, which really doesn't last that long. Yeah. That's it. There is no like in other comic book movies. It's typical like they'll you know, battle, fucking go back, recover, go back for the final battle. There's just one. Yeah, I just don't see how they do that with Venom and um, Carnage. Yeah, because it's like they would have just killed each other. Like there was no like being able to battle. Now. The the little battle and lose was Venom and Tom Hardy's character and Eddie Brock having <laughs> you know marriage problems. Yes, that was like the, the the battle before the battle. Venom going to a rave. <laughs> yeah and they had some carnage <laughs> things i mean they had carnage you know letting free um the, the one girl with the screeching you know whatever yep and Shriek. yeah and her and him getting out of the the prison that was like your kind of pre-battle you know action scenes but that was just kind of carnage fucking everything up yeah that felt more like the introduction than like a show off this character yeah. um they didn't explain carnage i know it was like explained he got his blood and then they pumped all that serum in him and it just created carnage it was just kind of like accept this for what it is um yeah very much glossed over it and i guess that's that's what they wanted to do and and then like the carnage character calls venom dad yeah later on and it's like (laughs) okay like comic book people know that yeah but like there was no reference to that in here and like what made him like that you know there's the line like shit that's a red one you know we're gonna lose but like why yeah why was he a red one what made him and i'm guessing like you're supposed to read between the lines it's like because they pumped all that serum into cletus cassidy that somehow reacted with the symbiote and everything but like that's kind of how it's implied but there's like no reference to that there's no like explanation because like even when it's like it's red blood when he bites him and like the blood starts to grow so you don't know if he's red immediately and that just kind of awakens him Mm -hmm. and then like venom's like oh shit that's a red one like uh, okay how are we supposed to know that that means anything bro so I'm looking at um, just Rotten Tomatoes, or not Rotten Tomatoes. I so Wikipedia here, you know, very reliable piece, yep um, resource. And Cletus Cassidy and Eddie Brock were originally um, prison mates, yep, cellmates. Um, the symbiote. So when Eddie Brock's Venom symbiote soon returned to be bonded again, allowing Venom to escape prison, the symbiote left its offspring in the cell. So it's still the offspring thing, Due to It's alien mindset, you know. The symbiote, which I'm just gonna call Venom, felt no emotional emotional attachment. Um, never communicated its existence to brock via their telepathic link the new symbiote then bonded with brock's cellmate calitas cassidy through a cut on his hand transforming him to carnage the bond between the Carnage symbiote carnage symbiote and cassidy was stronger than the bond between brock and the venom symbiote so i guess that's like the real reason why maybe it could have been stronger the whole bond but that's like kind of the reason why they lost is because cleats cassidy and carnage did not get along yeah i mean that just does not work here yeah I mean, I believe there's a line explicitly stating that, that they're not symbiotic or whatever. Yeah. But, like, in the comics, that seems to be what made them powerful is because you have the crazy-ass, you know, Cleese Cassidy going in with the uh, temptations of the symbiote and just being equally crazy. Whereas in this film, we did see the whole, you know, Eddie Brock and Venom kind of, you know, being separated, but we also saw the same thing with Cleese Cassidy and Carnage. Yeah. And the whole thing is they came together and we won while they were separate. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I you want to get into our our scale? Maybe we can talk more about it throughout that yep. way. What Would you give it for story? Just starting it off, I gave it a ten. I gave it a five. Wow, <laughs> it's awful. Wow, okay. it's so rushed. Th- it's like the breakup thing that they just kind of like force in because I feel like they had nothing else to throw in there. Cletus Cassidy has a love interest that is just there because they need sound. Yeah. Um, and you get no backstory from her really. Like it's super glossed over. And then she's like in the, in the, you know, like holding cell thing with that lady. Yeah. Ravencroft. I'm sure that's something in the comics and 100%. You know, your dad probably freaked out when he saw that. Thing. Yes. But we get like two scenes with that and then they kill the girl, mm-hmm. like the head chick, which I feel like we're supposed to know more about her or something or care. It's just super quick. Yeah. Um, and they never explain how the fuck Cletus Cassidy knows anything about Eddie Brock. The yeah. dude's been in jail for, like, 20 years, and he's like, oh, your, your fucking journalist career's in the dumps. Like, how do, you, how do you know that? Yeah, and he mentions how he killed his own dad, which was that mentioned in the first one, Eddie Brock killing, Or, no, he killed his mom. Was his mom, did his mom die when he was born? Cleese Cassidy had the line, oh. like, you killed your own mother. I don't know, maybe, but also, how the fuck do you know that? Yeah. And maybe that's where they could have added to this film. Um, they they could have grown out the characters, make us care about them more. Yeah. Maybe they could have added, you know, 15, 20 minutes to that beginning, the Cletus Cassidy and the, you know, the Eddie Brock scenes and whatnot. I definitely agree with that because in the te- – not the teaser, but the post credit scene for the first one, you know, it was really cryptic, different hairdo for Cletus Cassidy. Um, you know, and it was like oh, this yeah. cryptic thing. He's like, hello, Eddie Brock, you know, blah, blah, blah. And it's like, oh, they're going to do something, like, really cool with this. And yeah. then they just don't. <laughs> no, there's nothing. And, and like, it, there's no explanation. There's no backstory. It felt like – And I don't know if this is like a like a higher up type thing where, you know, you view it, you think of it. We're in the pandemic. They're trying to release this movie. Mm -hmm. You know, it got delayed a whole year. Is this a situation where they wanted it to be as short as possible so you can get as many viewings per day in? And they were like, look, we need this movie to be short so we can fill up as many, you know, separate theaters. I don't don't think they have. They say that, honestly, it's just like, why else make this so short? And so rushed when I feel like you could, you know, bring more out. Well, it could have been more so pandemic wise budgeting or just getting people together to, you know. Uh, Yeah. But even then, like budgeting, the scenes you needed were non CGI scenes. I didn't need more Venom stuff. I needed backstory with the characters and the people, which that's, you know, in terms of a highly visual effects, you know, um, heavy film where that's all your where all your money's going to go is the fucking fight scenes and venom and carnage and shriek and all that. The stuff you needed is relatively cheap to add in. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I'm trying to look at the filming and it seems like they actually wrapped up production like right when COVID started because it said um post-production for the film began shortly before many film productions were forced to shut down. So they weren't even impacted in that regard. So yeah, in that regard in filming. So I'm wondering if there wasn't a situation where they're like, look, we have a year. We're going to push this out. We know it's still kind of early. We're one of the biggest, you know, box office draws still kind of, as we're getting our footing back, going back to theaters. Did they cut out a lot of fucking scenes that they filmed to where maybe stuff makes more sense. Stuff has more meaning. If we see the other sh- stuff they filmed, but Sony was like, make it as short as possible, so we can get as many views. I don't in. think I don't think that makes that big of a tangible difference, honestly. Because if they did cut stuff, they cut twenty minutes, and I I don't think they would have twenty that minutes. Kind of you don't think that gives them another two viewings per theater per day? I don't. I don't think it's so. like, I don't think it's tangible, honestly. Then this is just on them because there's no excuse for it to be this short. Yeah, I think it's just they probably looked at it like, like it, it is what it is. You know what I mean? Like we know what people want, I guess. And that's just to deliver this short venom story. Cause this was the first one too. I mean, the first one kind of had the same problems. It was a little bit longer cause it was an origin story, but mm-hmm. you know, it was, it was the same, you know, kind of felt short and like not a lot happened, but did happen at the same time. Um, I just realized I have my last venom movie scale. Yeah. We reviewed the first one as Tom Hardy's rotten or bad movie. Yeah. And I gave that one an eight. I know this one's a little bit higher. Um, I think, Yeah, I agree with what you're saying, and there not being a lot of depth. I don't know. if I just kind of felt like I expected it, and I think what they did have there, like, it was just fine, and it was what it was, and I expected it to kind of be the shallow story, and the story they did tell wasn't necessarily horrible, and it just kind of felt like, look, we need to make this Venom movie because we need to set up future things, um, in Sony's, what they're calling it, the Spider-Man universe. I don't know if you knew that. They've changed it like three fucking times. That's what the Wikipedia is now. So it was like a five letter abbreviation at one point. (laughs) Um, And it's, it's a little upsetting because I don't want to say upsetting, but like I worry because there is a potential future massive. I emphasize the wrong word there. I meant to emphasize massive, not future. (laughs) There's a potential future, massive film, you know, that they could make between a venom and another character. Um, And they haven't done a good job with venom. And if other parties aren't attached, I'm a little worried. (laughs) Yeah, hundred um, percent. I gave the first one an eight. I gave this one a five, and and that feels right to me. Okay. This one just felt way too I think it rushed. Took a step back. Okay. Yeah, in terms of story, absolutely. Um, Cinematography—it's already made its budget back. It did a hundred nine million in the box office this weekend. Oh no, yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's been the best fucking box office draw since the pandemic. It's doing great. Mm-hmm. Um, I let's move to cinematography. What'd you give it? Gotta click over here. I gave it a fourteen. Give it a fifteen. Did you notice this has nothing to do with the film itself? And I was going to tell you during the movie, but I didn't want to ruin it for you in case the you theater. didn't it was The theater top of the screens cut. Yeah, yeah, stupid. It fucking bugged me. There was only a few scenes where it fucked up the framing. Yeah, and you I know what that wouldn't happen on. What you know what that wouldn't happen on? IMAX. IMAX. Yep. We should have gone to IMAX then, Jay. <laughs> we could have gone down the hill. Could have. Um, Shang Chi did three hundred eighty-seven worldwide. Sorry, that's a little off topic. Um, I was <laughs> I was fine with the, you know, the cinematography. I thought the the CGI was what it was. Um, we didn't have any bad symbiote. Again, it was the symbiote, <laughs> not just Venom. Okay. Um, the fight scenes were a little bit hard to follow at times. It was very dark and just a lot of shit happening. And that kind of deducts it some points. But... On the contrary, they did do some interesting stuff, mostly early on. They kind of stopped it, but, like, the first kind of few scenes where you had the background scenes of Cletus Cassidy and, you know, the the Shrieker. I'm just going to call her the Shrieker. Um, Her her name's Shriek. Oh, really? Yeah. And Shriek. Um, (laughs) They had some cool camera shit where they were, like, doing different angles, and, like, they kind of had, like, when they were inside, like, the prison or whatever, they had, like, a one-shot kind of shot. Like, it wasn't the whole thing, but they did something kind of one-shotty, or maybe it was Venom's apartment. They did some creative stuff early on with like the camera work that they did not follow through on later in the film, but I gave them some points for that. Yeah, it, it looked fine. I, I liked Venom. I, I like the character model they built for Venom. Mm-hmm. I'm curious if they continue using that model moving forward with other possible production companies in charge. Um, we'll talk about that, Tech. I <laughs> mean, you differ with that, but continue. Uh, but I, I think he looked good. I think Carnage looked good. I think the action scenes... Were entertaining. I agree. It was hard to follow at some points. Um, it was very dark, which I feel like they kind of relied on that to cover up how hard this. I'm sure it is to animate this kind of shit. Yeah. Um, you know, if it's super bright and you can see all the details, it might be more time consuming. Oh yeah. But I, I think a lot of it looked good. Um, and yeah, I- I Venom looks good. I like Venom. Venom looks good. Yeah. And the character itself, and that's the number one thing you have to fucking hit in this is make the main character fucking look good yeah for sure um with that being said tom already looked old as shit (laughs) he is old bro yeah i don't know if that was like because he looked like you know he lost his job or whatever and he was trying to come back like they're just trying to make him look like he's down in the dumps did a great job (laughs) (laughs) yeah no they really did um woody harrelson his hair was stupid as shit do you do you wish they would have kept the the other hairstyle the afro he had? I don't know what I want, but it wasn't that. It wasn't just like a slightly, I need a haircut, brush down in front. <laughs> it looks so stupid. Yeah. It's the least intimidating haircut of all time. Well, he's a prisoner. He doesn't have time to do his hair. No, least I, liked, I liked the fro he did before. Yeah, just fucking stick with it. Why not? You're going to um, be covered up by fucking CGI most of the time anyways. I think because um, he looked like Sideshow Bob. Well, yeah, but and maybe they didn't want that. I liked it. I don't know if you could go back and look, but like he had that little fro, and like it looked unkept, and it made him look a little crazy. And then you get to the new hair, and it's like, yeah, like you said, it just kind of looks stupid. Yeah, like I, I don't, I don't know what they were going for with the fucking, like how they wanted him to look and come across. Yeah, it didn't achieve their goal though. Yeah, um, did this Venom look better than a uh, Spider-Man three Venom? I'm gonna go yes. Yeah, I mean it's 15 I'm years later, go 13 yes. years later, however long it is. I'm looking at pictures right now, and Spider-Man Three Venom looks weird. It's like the spider suit with the venom. It's been so he's long. He's too since... skinny. Yeah. Whereas this one's like a 10 foot tall yoked fucking bodybuilder. I gotta Which rewatch that. Which is what he's movie. supposed to look. Like. Yeah. I gotta rewatch that movie tie because it's been. I mean, all the Spider-Man one and two I've watched multiple times. Spider-Man three, I think I might have watched it maybe once or twice. It was like that sucked. <laughs> I'm not watching that again. I've watched it plenty. It's it's like a it's it's like a it's like a shitty. What's that fucking word? Like a gui- uh, guilty pleasure? Okay. I mean, it's got a 63 on Rotten Tomatoes. That's just I mean, Spider Man fans are gonna love Spider Man no matter what. How did he become Venom again in the third one? <laughs> I don't even remember. S- symbiote from space. Okay. And, and it just it, lands on him. Yeah, and it just finds Peter Parker and attaches to him. Then he gets rid of it, and then it lands on Eddie Brock. He's the guy from that 70s show, and then we get Venom. Is I- there, like, a Spider-Man Venom fight scene? I don't even remember this. Yeah, that's the climax. Is he's fighting Venom and Sandman, and then the, the new Green Goblin, I think it's technically Hobgoblin, comes. <laughs> Hobgoblin. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I want to rewatch that movie, actually. Um, it's been a while. 14 visual cinematography, key elements tie. I gave it a 14 as well. Also gave it a 14. It was fine. Yeah. I wanted more. You gave yeah. me one fight scene, really. There's some action scenes of Carnage fucking shit up, fucking up the... the was it an orphanage they were at? Mmm. Orphanage? Was it an orphan where him and Carnage and the um, Shriek Girl were when they were kids? Oh, yeah. They burnt it down, but he wasn't fighting anyone in that scene. Well, no, because the cops showed up, and then there was that scene of them, like, fucking up the cop cars, and they're in the Mustang. I, I, that showed up when they escaped Ravencroft, I believe it wasn't the orphanage. They just burnt down the orphanage. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'm pretty sure. Which Eddie Brock just finds that orphanage in like a tree. Everything happens so fast. It's it's so rushed. (laughs) It's so rushed. And they kidnap the girl like, like that. Like she sees a picture of her in the apartment. Kidnap the. Oh yeah. 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 Michelle Williams's character just instantly. It's so fucking rushed, dude. It could have been so much better if they just took their time with it. How the fuck did she know where to go to capture her? No like, fucking Like, yeah, there clue. was the apartment number on the top, but you're telling me she knows exactly the street where that is? No that? fucking... Girl's clue. been locked up since she was, like, what, 15 years yeah. old? Yeah. And she just knows exactly where this picture is? Now, there's no chance you remember this, but was that cop deaf in the first one? I didn't even know he was in the first one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think he's, just, he's... I mean, it's the same kind of role in the first one. It's the same guy? I think. With the hearing aid. Yeah. I'm, I'm assuming, I think it was like Eddie Brock's boss, maybe? I don't even remember. I don't fucking remember. Did either. he have an earpiece? <laughs> That's all I'm asking. Is he deaf or they're like, hey, let's make him deaf. And at the end, didn't he say something? Aren't they setting him up to do something? He had like blue eyes. I don't understand why. Shriek fucking yelled at him and then yeah. he got blue eyes. What was his name? I, you think I had the fucking with how quick this movie was moving. I had time to remember that guy's name. Dr. Dan Lewis. Detective Mulligan. Mulligan detective maybe that's like his superhero name is like mulligan and like everything that happens he gets a second try oh yeah that's some comic booky shit patrick mulligan um oh apparently he becomes a symbiote at one point becomes toxin okay maybe that's why he had the blue eyes (laughs) carnage about to birth another symbiote was threatened by was Threatened by its existence and attempted to destroy it. Got it. Venom, however, wanted to raise and train the new symbiote as an ally and a partner. Weakened by the actual birthing, Carnage was unable to kill the newborn symbiote, supplanting the symbiote in Patrick Mulligan, a New York City cop. It returned in later days. Venom named the new symbiote Toxin after himself. Um, okay. Yeah. Toxin aided Spider-Man and the Avengers in rounding up many of the escaped convicts from the raft. So he's kind of like a good, good symbiote. Yeah. He hunts down Razor Fist. Razor fist. Oh, he hey. was just in something. Shang-Chi tie-in. That was just there's a little picture of Toxin hunting down razor fist. Okay, but if that's like his villain, ew, That's the mini boss in, in Shang-Chi. If that's like Toxin's guy. <laughs> it's just a pic it's just a picture from a But a, if that's like the first comment. thing that pops up on his Wikipedia. <laughs> it's just a little picture. If like that's literally Shang Chi's like get through this guy to get to the main boss. But that's your main boss. Look, I'm not saying it's his main boss. There's just a picture of him attacking. Okay. I'm just asking the questions <laughs> um on his power grid of one through five he ranks one on energy projection don't know what that means can't project energy <laughs> i I also rank one believe it or not <laughs> <laughs> yeah but key elements it was what it was I've had better comic book movies um yep could have been a better story. the action was what it was, but it wasn't horrible and it was venom and it was cGI and it was a bloodbath it was it was entertaining fight scenes a little bit a little bit darker yeah, but it definitely could have been better. I'm moving this down. I'm sorry. I said I wasn't going to adjust my scale, but when we get to this next category, I got to move it down. Characters. What'd you give it? Because mm. I gave it a seven. I moved it down to a nine. You had it a ten. No, I had it higher than that. We don't have to talk. <laughs> oh, brother. Um, look, Eddie Brock's fine. Yep. Um, what's his name is fine. Venom. No, what's Eddie Brock's <laughs> the actor? My brain is mush. Tom right Hardy. Now. This is a terrible podcast. No, it's for just talking. Tom Hardy was fine. Michelle Williams fine. Dan fine. I have, a complaint. I, like I have a complaint about Venom. Okay. Sometimes he's too hard to understand. Like, I get they're trying to make him... There there was points. I, like, had no idea what he said. Yeah. And, like, I get it. He's supposed to have, like, this mysterious, you know, voice, but... Come on. Lighten up on the the little fucking, like, frequency changer. Yeah. Who voices him? Is it... Tom Hardy. Is it Tom Hardy? He okay. goes and records the lines, and then they play it back to him, and he has a conversation with himself. Nice. That sounds like fun. My Which, biggest... don't don't quote me... I think Woody Harrelson voiced carnage in the same way they had Tom Hardy record the lines. I think they did Woody Harrelson's voice for carnage. Now, my biggest thing was Cletus Cassidy. And this is a, if they would have just gave me a boring vanilla antagonist, I don't know, maybe it would have got a worse score because I didn't like the, the antagonist in the first venom. But at the same time, if you give me someone that's boring and vanilla, like, I mean, I gave the first one 12 characters at least I won't have expectations. I'll be like, whatever. It was what it was. It lacked depth. You know, it's like the the, the villain from Shazam. We kind of shit on him, but he was what he was. I mean, they did try to do the whole family thing. Whatever. There was so much potential with this Cleves Cassidy character. Yeah. And they rushed him in an hour and a half movie. And maybe this is – I mean, you gave it lower than me. Maybe this is where I'm taking more points away for the plot, like how quick it was. Like, you have this crazy-ass serial killer, car- killer character that you could do crazy shit with. And, you know, kind of have that whole, those kind of creepy scenes between him and Eddie Brock, which they just don't do. And he, like, what about him, a serial killer? Like, he gets out of this place. He becomes carnage. He could literally do anything he wants. And, like, yeah, he goes and gets the girl he loves and they just do whatever. Like, he doesn't do no crazy serial killer shit. Mm-mm. He's just, like, a, a generic bad guy. But you're supposed to believe that this crazy-ass serial killer, like, I I hated it, man. He still It was so, mis- it was underwhelming. Yeah, when I and I don't even know if it was Woody Harrelson's fault, like I don't think the acting was bad. It's just like they he had nothing to do. Like yeah, when they released like the the trailer and the posters, I got real concerned because like the face he's making in the poster is so fucking cringe. <laughs> and I'm like they're going to make this character so over the top and stupid and just like fucking ham it up and cheesy. I wish they would have done that. Yeah, they almost did the opposite. Be- yeah, because it was nothing like that. It was just he's a serial killer but he's just like, "Yeah, I'm a bad guy." I'm going to do bad things. I'm going to speak cryptically. Even that, he didn't do that. Like, ha- what is it? Hannibal Lecter, the guy who's like trapped in the cage? Yeah. Like, like a villain from the prison? They could have done something like that. Exactly. Yeah, like, that's where he's the character. super fucking you know, creepy and makes everyone uncomfortable to be around. And it's just really not. Especially because this isn't the MCU. This is a, you know, a, a PG 13. I mean, some MCU films might be, but they could have leaned into the dark, make you feel uncomfortable. <laughs> like, literally, like. I mean, I don't want to compare it to Joker because Joker did a wonderful job in that, and Mm -hmm. you know, what's his name won a Best Picture or Best Actor for that, Joaquin Phoenix. But they could have done that more than they did. And Woody Harrelson's a good actor. Yeah, he absolutely has that ability. Instead, he just like speaks in these like slightly cryptic things. You don't really take him seriously, and then he becomes free, and he almost becomes like a, I don't know, he's all like happy and groovy, and he steals a car. Oh, this crazy serial killer steals a car. Um, Also, odd that he steals that old Mustang and then pulls out and cuts off another Mustang. But like a new Mustang, I didn't it was like notice Ford, that. Ford definitely paid some money. For yeah, that. I didn't notice that. Um, that's your car guy coming yeah. out. Yeah, <laughs> um, and it, it just, yeah, man, I, I just didn't like it. There's just so much to be left to be desired. And then again, that shriek character, fucking useless. Except for we need something with sound. We don't want to have to rely on church bells every fucking time. <laughs> yeah, and yeah. it's like they it was like, well, we'll use her, and that'll be how Venom can help defeat Carnage. Yeah. Because, like, he's he's supposed to be way stronger. And it's, like, a trope now, like, two movies in a row where Venom's like, uh-oh, we can't do this. And it's like, uh-oh, we did it. Yeah. And it's like, okay. But, like, yeah. at one point are we going to stop fighting, quote-unquote, stronger symbiotes and just somehow coming out on top? Like, Carnage in the comic book. It takes, like, a fucking team of people to beat him with Venom. Spider-Man and Venom team up. Yeah. And, like, obviously that's part of not having that character in this Yeah, yet. um. And it just left so much to be desired. They forced the street character in, the Michelle Williams character was in there, but then like they had that awkward "I'm getting married" scene, uh-huh. which just felt unnecessary. And Anthony Rizzo just hit a bomb. The Yankees Red Sox wild card game is Anthony Rizzo definitely just hit a bomb. Um, <laughs> and it just left so much, like left so much to be desired out of all these characters. Tom Hardy, great actor. Woody Harrelson, great actor. Yeah. And that almost hurts it more for me because I'm like, I, I know I these guys can have great performances and you gave them nothing to fucking work with and just powered through any moments that are going to make us care about these characters. <laughs> it's almost like a problem that like Marvel has kind of avoided. Maybe. I mean, well MCU, I should say, because this is Marvel. Yeah. Um, This is, you have like this badass character, which, you know, I'm not huge into the venom comics, you know, I'm getting more and more of my comic book knowledge, but carnage, you know, I know is like a pretty big deal. Like it's like a main adversary, you know, and you're wasting him in a sequel, like set this up more like you couldn't have found, you know, and there's been other examples where it worked. I mean, Spider-Man one, they used fucking Green Goblin and it worked like they did it well, you know, but you use that to build up the origin of the character. There's times, though, where you just are like, hey, let's maybe not use the big name yet. Let's yeah. save him and we could actually do something instead of like kind of horning him into this movie, which is really just a fucking. We talk about filler episodes. This is a filler movie. Let's 100%. be honest. Yeah, 100%. It is a let's get the box office. Let's fill this in so people, you know, still remember about Venom and keep him relevant as we go towards this end, you know, goal, which we are going towards, which we we're going to do with the end credit. And, you know, and it's it, why are you using this character in a filler movie? I don't get it. You know, like. This is someone for the team-up Spider-Man Venom Carnage movie where you get the Spider-Man characters and, you know, this is something like a huge – it's like if they would have used Thanos in the first Guardians of the Galaxy movie. Yeah. That's yeah. exactly what it would have been like. No, it would have been if they used Thanos in the second Guardians of the Galaxy movie. Fair. <laughs> <laughs> and, like, Marvel, you know, they have used some big villains. Like, I don't know who Iron Man – I know Iron Man's, like, one of his top was the Mandarin and they really fucked that up. I yeah. mean, I'm not going <laughs> to, you know, discredit that, but, like, they've done a good job in balancing these things. Um, and it's just fucking... I don't know. I don't get it. I don't stinks. Get it stinks. Now, I will say, another issue for me is the best part... So, I give the first one, like, a 14 for characters. Okay. And the best part for me is the buddy cop comedy with, with Tom Hardy and Venom. Yeah. And, like, them feeding off of each other and going back and forth. And you split them up in the sequel. <laughs> to where they don't spend the first... I uh, You know, maybe it's only 45 minutes, but that's half of this fucking movie. Well, no, they were together, but they were very... Well, they were together fighting, and then you give them, maybe it's only like 30 minutes where they're yeah. split up, Venom's at his fucking rave. Well, with how short this movie was, I think it was like 15 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> Again, yeah, but that's like yeah. such a huge chunk of this movie because yeah. there's no other time. Yeah. And so you split apart that good buddy cop comedy part that I like where those, I, I say those two, it's it's just Tom Hardy. Yeah. Bouncing off of each other, and that's fun, and, and you even took that away from me. Yeah. Stop. Stop doing that. I, Play the hits. I get what they were trying to do there. Um, And I don't necessarily hate it. I know you you just said you're not a big fan of it. Maybe I wouldn't have hated it as much if they leaned into the idea that the reason why Carnage is such a badass is because they're more in sync. Except they didn't. No, at all. Um, Complete opposite. And, like, the whole love story just feels forced at this point. Like, they even had the scene where, like, he's apologizing to Venom, but it's almost like he's apologizing to the girl, too. And it's supposed to kind of be, like, this subtle, like, thing. And, like, it's just kind of pointless. Yeah. Especially you're setting it up in, like, this whole love triangle thing just so – Venom can completely detach himself from the situation, or I should say Eddie Brock. Um, Like, what's even the point at that point? Um, I just It's a character, you know, it's a fucking engine to keep the story going. I don't know, man. Yeah, this movie would have been an hour long if they didn't force that plot in. Yeah, so it's like, what do you do? Yeah. The more I talk about this movie, I feel like the more I don't like it. With that being said, I gave it a... I'm going to bump it down, a 12 for enjoyment. Yeah, I originally had a 14. It's going down to a 13. Um, still comic book movie. Yeah. There's still stuff to be enjoyed there. It was a decent theater experience. hmm Um, had I some don't... kids that were talking a lot. Yeah. Which the day before I went and saw Dear Evan Hansen and had to tell someone to be quiet. Time. A second time. Had to tell someone to be quiet. <laughs> I hate doing it, but I'll do it. I was close. It's fucking annoying. hmm It's the worst. Have theater etiquette. If you're listening to this and talking to theaters, stop listening. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Okay. Or, or just put us on put us on and listen to us talk in your headphones instead of talking during the movie <laughs> and just not listen to the movie. At yeah. All. Cause you obviously don't care. Yeah. I gave it a 13. Um, it just kind of was a underwhelming comic book movie that wasn't bad, but could have been much better. Yeah. I'm there again. Carnage is a huge thing. There's a lot of potential there for something good and they kind of fucked it. Yeah. Which I sucks. Yeah. Um, now final score 53. What'd you give it? I gave it higher. I gave it a 60. 60 is still not that. I mean, it's higher than mine, but it's not that good of a score. 56.5 is our final score, putting it at 72 out of 92 movies. So um, I originally had it at a 65 before I made some adjustments. And I was like, I stand by that. I give it a fresh. And then I, the more I talked about it, I was like, no, nah, I wouldn't give it. Because our line within the lines is 64 and a half. Mm. No, nah, I probably wouldn't give this a fresh. I wouldn't. I really wouldn't. I wouldn't either. Puts it, uh, 65 and a half puts it. Right around Hubie Halloween. 55 and a half. 56 and a half. 56 and a half. You said 65 and a half. Oh, shit. <laughs> um, Hubie Halloween, The Tomorrow Wars, Freebirds, F9. <laughs> Freebirds. Freebirds is a banger. <laughs> that was a bad movie review. Yeah, it was. It was the best bad movie review. Yeah. Still not a great score for Venom, Let There Be Carnage. The fact that he said Let There Be Carnage was such a fucking family guy bit. Because that's such like an unauthentic thing to say. Yeah. It's not just like a casual like i don't know some titles you can throw in and it's casual that was really forced i feel like the last few movies like i feel like i've watched a lot of movies recently that had the name like they said it they didn't say it in cry macho i'll give them that they didn't they said cry and they said macho but i don't think they ever said cry macho um, the first Venom got a, what did it get, Ty? The first Venom got a 59.5, so yeah. it actually got higher than this. Wow. Um, and we were flipped. I gave it a 65. You gave the first Venom a 54. Yeah. So maybe I was hoping for more. Maybe I was tougher on it because I wanted them to improve on the sequel, yeah, and they didn't. My biggest problem with the first Venom was, A, the symbiote looked horrible, and, B, um, there just wasn't enough Venom. This one, I mean, even though there wasn't as much fight scenes, there was at least some more of that, so I think that helps. Um. Post credit scene, Ty. Post fucking credit scene, Jay. Within the Lines would not be possible without Anchor by Spotify. It is the easiest way to make a podcast and has been how we have made our podcast for over two years now. Anchor has everything we could need to make a podcast. And if you were thinking about starting your own podcast, you definitely should take advantage of the resources. Anchor has tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. We have fancy mics. You don't need a fancy mic to use Anchor. When hosting on Anchor, you can even distribute your podcast to listening platforms such as Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, wherever you want to listen to your podcast, Anchor does that work for you. You think me and Tyler are smart enough to figure this stuff out by ourselves? Absolutely not. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. And of course, the best part, because me and Tyler are cheapies, Anchor is totally free. Anchor's been great for us. It's been what we have been using. Um, We highly, highly recommend it. And if you were thinking about making a podcast yourself, we encourage you to download the anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started, download the anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started today. Let's get back to the pod. Okay. So we're after our break, after our credits. Um, those aren't credits. That's just an ad support anchor. (laughs) So it was expected hundred percent how they were going to do it was the question. I, I thought J Jonah Jameson would be hiring any Brock. Yep. That was not what happened, even though we did get a J. Jonah Jameson appearance. appearance. Yep. Instead, he's, you know, sitting in a in a Hawaiian shack. I'll just assume it's Hawaii. I don't know what it is. And he's watching T V, watching a movie. I don't I think know it was the South movie. South America. And something happens. Venom's about to show him all the the things he's seen through all these Hive different universes. knowledge. And then something happens and all of a sudden he's in a new reality. It's like or, a, so you seem like a boom over the ocean. And he gets the report of J. Jonah Jameson. You know, talking about Spider Man and the show Tom Holland Spider Man. And then Venom licks him. Yeah, he, he gets a big old fucking Gene Simmons lick on him. So the first question is Venom, obviously, you know, he alluded to multiple universes of knowledge. He did say, I think, multiple universes. Um, so is Venom aware of the multiverse? Has Venom existed in the multiverse? Fucking great question. Um, Will they, they even address knows it? Spider Man, he fucking licked him. He was he like, he was this dizzy. guy. Yeah. This guy. I <laughs> want this guy. Which I mean, that's all of us when we see Tom Holland. <laughs> <laughs> um, that's my first question. The second question, which is the big question, which I wrote an article on, Ty. I don't think you ever posted it on Reddit. I Thanks did for that. I oh, did. thank so you. Fuck you. You didn't. No, I did. Oh, thank you. Yeah. Is what this means for Spider-Man No Way Home, and is he going to be in the MCU? And my answer to that question is technically, Venom will play a small role in an MCU film that technically won't take place in the MCU. Got it. Explain so my theory now after seeing this. And again, it's just a theory who knows I could be completely wrong. I think Marvel always does this with their trailers. They'll have this trailer that seemingly shows the whole movie, Like, you know, it shows you the plot and like 80% of the trailers from the first, like 10 minutes of the movie, they do that all the fucking time. So my theory now is Maurice is about to bark. Maurice do not bark. Is that the first half or so of Spider-Man no way home. Maybe not even half. Maybe the first, like 20, 30 minutes is going to happen. Pre this Doctor Strange spell, whatever, it's in the MCU. Doctor Strange spell happens. The theory of that scene where it's like the trains and you see Doctor Strange, you know. Yeah. I've heard the theory that that's just him explaining what, you know, the multiverse is to Peter Parker. So I wouldn't even be surprised if that scene takes place before Doctor Strange does his whole crazy spell. Like that's almost like him just explaining it, you know, like whatever the case is, you know, before this big event happens. I wouldn't be surprised because they make it seem like it's after the spell you know, who knows? Doctor Strange can do crazy shit like that with the train. You don't need the multiverse. I, I feel like it's going to be right after, where, like, the world's imploding on itself, and then he's explaining, like, this that, is what we just did. That, too. Um. So that's going to happen. And then I don't know if they get separated, what the case is, but something's going to happen. You know, obviously we have all the other Spider-Man villains that come into it. So after whatever Doctor Strange does, whether it's connected to anything that Wanda did, whether it's connected to anything that Loki did, we don't know. We'll find that out in the future. We do know it's going to create this, you know, kind of break in the universe, and maybe it does has nothing to do with Doctor Strange. Maybe it only has to do with Loki, and it's almost like a, like a fake out, like they're trying to make it seem like Doctor Strange did it. Who knows? Um, Very doubtful after that trailer, though. But I don't. That they like to throw curveballs, Ty. Oh, yeah. Okay. They wanted to think it was Doctor Strange. <laughs> um, that's a way they could make it seem like there's a multiverse to the people who haven't seen Loki yet, who don't know the real reason why there's a multiverse. Yeah. That's actually probably a conversation they've had. Is like we have to. Maybe make two things kind of go into this, like a movie thing and a TV show thing. That way, you know, both parties. Because there are there is going to be people that didn't watch TV shows. 100%. Anyways, so the most of the Spider-Man movie is going to take place in what we think is the MCU. And I don't think they're going to outright say it's not the MCU. And then we're going to find out at the end, you know, whether it's, you know, Tom Holland, MJ not knowing who, who he is or a different MJ. Whatever the case is, we're going to find out at the end, back doorway. They're not going to say this is now Sony. Um, It's going to be this new quote-unquote universe that he's in. Why he only ends up in this universe with all the other Sony properties, that's probably going to be something we just have to accept. You know, like, yeah, they they can't be like, oh, we're doing this because of a rights battle. Um, But I think for that reason, when this snap happens, maybe Venom and Tom Holland are put in this new universe together. And that's almost the new quote unquote Sony universe that all these different characters kind of got pulled into. And that can explain the other Spider-Man characters, you know, them getting pulled into this one universe. So I think we might see a little bit of Venom in the film. But it's not going to be Venom, you know, interacting with MCU characters because one of the problems I told you they have is it's like the whole like it's the Avengers problem. It's like you have all these villains. Why is there only Spider-Man fighting them, you know, and that's an easy way to kind of explain it. And I think we're only going to see a little bit of Venom because I think they're naturally going to set up a Venom versus Spider-Man movie. (sighs) So part of me thinks yes. The other part of me thinks they've revealed five big villains and it's very Sinister Six is very heavy in Spider-Man lore. Yeah. Venom just sure. fits right in as that other property to throw in there and have the full fucking multiverse completed. Definitely. But they could also do the, you know, could be the, the Mysterio guy. Yeah, 100 you know. percent. They could go a different route. But yeah. after that, it just it feels like they were waiting to reveal the sixth villain because they wanted this movie to come out and have that reveal. Um, I just don't I, I think he could be involved in some like in some way, like we're saying. I just don't think it's going to be any any sort of quote unquote defeat because there is so much money to be made on a Venom versus Oh, Spider-Man yeah, yeah. No, no fucking yeah. chance. They're going to have a little battle, both probably fucking get fucked up and then then run away. Yeah. And, and the real villain of the movie is going to be fixing the multiverse. Yeah. As opposed to Doc Ock, Doc, uh, Green Goblin. Oh, the real villain is going to be fixing the multiverse. Yeah, like oh, that's going to real... be the challenge to gotcha. It's not going gotcha. to be beating all these villains <laughs> yeah, yeah. and winning and yeah, yeah, I'm done. It's going to be these villains are in my way to fixing what I fucked up. Great point, um, great point. My guess is that they're going to say that the reason it's these characters, whether they end up in Sony, whether they're in the MCU, is the spell was like for Peter Parker, and it fucked up. So almost like WandaVision said it's like a nexus point, mm-hmm. where it's like only one of this person. Yeah. Something with Spider-Man where he's that nexus point Got connecting the other can people. He exist in different universes, and that's how they can pull him back into the MCU team-up movies, if Sony ever lets them. Correct. <laughs> um, so, so it'll be interesting to see where they go with it. I'm like 99% sure Venom is the sixth villain. Yeah. At this point, why else would they have this big tease? Um, it is interesting though because obviously that boom happens, mm-hmm. and like you said, it could be Loki, it could be Wanda. It, it it leads you to believe that that is the the scene where Doctor Strange fucks up the spell. Yeah, it's that exact moment. Yeah. Um, well, you could all tie it together, too, where the Doctor Strange moment is when they went over the threshold, which is
1: what they in said in Loki. Loki. Yeah.
2: And is the same moment. There's, like, a moment. I don't know if you've seen when, this. When uh, the fucking, like, the Wanda hears the kids? No, it's, like, from the actual scene. I think it's when she absorbs the powers. I don't know. There's, like, some shit where they sync up oh. all these scenes together from Loki and all this shit. But, yeah. It, yeah, it could be that. Yeah. Um, obviously they want this all to connect and have something Spider-Man being the focal point seems like a good way to bring him out of the MCU into the MCU. Yeah. Um, and it seems like that's why they're going to rely on the doctor strange aspect of it because it's going to be revolved around Peter Parker. I'm just excited to see Venom with all these other fucking characters. Yeah. I, I still, I think he'll be in it. Like I said, but I think he's no more than five to 10 minutes just because yeah, the nature of the character doesn't go with the MCU, which they can, you know, kind of, spread out some boundaries but and like you know sony wants to save that interaction for their own massive 1.5 billion dollar if not more film between venom and spider-man 100 but, but the spider-man movies right now while they're in the mcu are sony if yeah, they do anything sure. with but the venom still... in the mcu they're just they're piggybacking off the mcu and it's their movies to make money off of yeah but they're still i think they're still that mcu kind of you know how these things are they want to make a sony spider-man venom where it's completely you know not involved they do but i think they see how big of a fucking horse the mcu is and how big of a money draw it is yeah but they can have venom being in this movie a lot or only a little bit it's not gonna just the thought of it is yes, gonna sell. yeah so. so it'll be interesting to see how they finish it um i've got to imagine each villain gets like 10 minutes we're not going to get a lot of alfred Molina. we're not going to get a lot of yeah people Green are going to be disappointed thinking that's like the main and it's not it's going to be Fight this guy, fight this guy, fight this guy. So, yeah, do we think that's kind of what it is now? Is It's almost like a Mortal Kombat pyramid he's going up. <laughs> it's got to be. I, again, uh, we referenced it before, but when Doc Ock comes out and says, Hello, Peter, they're on the freeway, mm-hmm. which is the same spot we see the Goblin Bomb. Yeah. So it seems like that's going to be one battle. Get those villains knocked out. Move on. Um, yeah. Electro and Sandman, they're in the same scene in the trailer. Have that battle. Fight those guys. Move on. Yeah. Um, I don't think we're going to get a lot of the villains at all. It'll be interesting to see if we get any other Spider-Man and how much time we spend with them. Where if when he's battling Doc Ock and Green Goblin, if that's the only time we get Tobey Maguire. Yeah. When he's battling Sandman and Electro, if that's the only time we get... Well, Sandman's a Tobey Maguire. He is, so so it'll be interesting. Well, there's also the lizard who's like in the dark background. And then Venom, which doesn't have a Spider-Man attached to it. Yeah. So that's going to be Holland's scene. Yeah they ooh unless they go Andrew Garfield and just do no Spider-Man spin-off do like Batman and just have like three Batmans <laughs> at the same no. time what if they do uh Tomy Maguire's Venom versus Yeah, bring him back. <laughs> Topher um, grace. Yeah, I it's it just makes me more excited man cuz I was thinking about this and like and I've said this before on the podcast 100% but like the MCU Captured my attention when I was younger because it was the whole idea of multiple superhero movies interacting with each other. It's fucking dope. In this, you know, it's just unheard of. And now we have two companies interacting with each other. And yeah, they're all Spider Man properties at the end of the day. Like, I'm talking like, oh, Spider Man's interacting with Venom. Like, it's fucking his character. Yeah. But it's like, you have these companies working together, and it's just the, the idea of the multiverse and having this. You know, but it's a new way to think about it because before it's like, oh, these comic book heroes could never connect, like, and then they did it, and now it's like, oh, Venom and this can never connect, or Deadpool and this can never connect, or the X Men and this can never connect, and now they're gonna fucking do it, and it's like the next thing to blow my mind, Ty, which I'm not gonna 100% rule out, I'm gonna like 80% rule it out, is like a DC Marvel crossover movie that would also blow my mind. Money fucking talks. (laughs) Um, So yeah, man. I mean, it is a coincidence that Marvel's getting heavy into the multiverse. And DC is going to release the Flash thing where they're going to have like multiverse Batman going on. Are you ba- are you trying to say they're going to do DC Marvel? I, I don't know, I don't know. <laughs> I know they've done crossover comic books, yeah. Which is how the people back then felt when these came out. Yeah, they probably went ape shit over those. Yeah, but it'll be interesting to see. Um, I'm I'm super excited. Me too. For the MCU moving forward and Spider Man moving forward. Um, it does suck that the best part about this movie was the small scene after. Yeah. Getting back to Venom. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's unfortunate, but it did its job. It got me excited for fucking Spider-Man and Chris, you know, coming up in a few months here. Well, and excited what they could do with Sony also moving forward. Hoping they don't fuck up a Spider-Man versus Venom movie. I again, I don't think you can trust Sony. They only make bad movies. Both the Venom movies haven't scored great. I am not saying I trust them. I don't either. I think I think they but need to I a, think they trust themselves. Here's the thing. I think they need to look in the mirror and be like, "Look, we need Marvel to help us." We got to partner up with Disney here. We'll make all the money on the movies. We got to let would these... Disney do it. Just so they can keep the team up possibility. Yeah, Just so they keep Spider-Man and everybody in. Can they hire Kevin Feige? Like, even though he's the head of, you know, whatever. Could they hire him? Pretty sure he's under a very heavy contract with Disney. Hire the Russo bros. Yeah, they're free. <laughs> get them to direct. Yeah, you could do that for sure. So I, I, I'm i just excited. Obviously, we've seen a Venom and Spider-Man before. Yep. But they fucked it. And that's obviously yep. something people want to see on the big screen, want to see done well. Yep. And this very much opens the opportunity for that to be, you know, tried again. Over, under, twenty twenty three 23 in six months, Venom versus Spider-Man. Under. Wow. Think they make it that quickly? Oh, 2023 and a half. Yeah. Second half of 2023, I think. I think so. I think over. I think it's going to be... Be- there was an interview with Andy Serkis, and he said that the post credit scene was in flux because for quite a while, like very far into production, there was talks of Spider Man showing up in the movie. Wow! And like they were gonna, I think that's kind of where Marvel had to put their foot down and like, no, we're saving that for the fucking Spider Man film, not the yeah. fucking Venom movie. Yeah. Um, but I, they're very open to it. Obviously, that's what they want. And while the MCU has their whole schedule and the MCU has their team of people working on their, you know, the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Sony doesn't. This is what Sony has. Yeah. So they have the Morbius movie that's already done, mm-hmm. Craven the Hunter in production, mm-hmm. which is standalone. But mm-hmm. it's it seems inevitable that they're gonna fucking want to push this out as quickly as possible. Whether that's Spider Man versus Venom or you know who who knows what's gonna happen at the end of Morbius where fucking Vulture showed up. They have done. We a saw great... so many questions. Yeah, <laughs> they've done a good job of well doing a good job of. I don't want to say good because the movies haven't been great, but they're at least making these villain movies where, well, um, Venom's more of like an anti-hero, but these quote unquote villain movies of Venom, Morbius, Craven the Hunter, um, where they are kind of, they can't use Spider-Man yet, but they're still building up these characters that way. When they do get the Spider-Man, they're fucking going to be rocking and rolling and ready to go. They're creating the universe for him to be ready once he gets there. Yeah. So I think, and I think the part of that is maybe we borrow him for a little bit, but at the end of the day, he's going to go back to the MCU we need to be fucking ready once we get him and pump out however many movies we can. I think I think he'll be back in the MCU, and it'll be a big reveal in the next team-up movie or whatever. I don't think he has another solo movie. I think if he has another solo movie, it's Sony. Like, I don't think it's going to be MCU, you know. You think it's related. out of the MCU if yeah. it's solo? Yeah. I think he can be back in a team-up movie. He could do the whole Nexus event, and it could be a whole, you know, they're fighting Galactus or whatever the fuck it is, and Doctor Strange is like, or or whoever not WandaVision, um, Scarlet Witch, whoever's like, Hold on, I got a friend. And then they fucking pull out fucking Spider-Man from the other universe because it's a comic book movie and they could do that. And everyone's like, oh, my God, he's back in the MCU. And then it's okay. Big Pop. I don't know if he does another standalone movie in the MCU. Now, I'm going to ask, over under five solo movies for Tom Holland. Oh. um, I don't know. Is Spider-Man versus Venom considered a solo movie? Yeah. Are we saying five counting the three he's had? Yes. So does he get over. another trilogy? I take the over. He's young. He loves doing it. Yeah. Pays good. Yeah. I think, I, I don't see why they wouldn't try and rock a fucking Sony trilogy. Yeah. And especially with them setting up all these villains. They got it. Yeah. Pump out a Spider-Man versus Venom. Um, figure something else out. And then get a Spider-Man versus Sinister Six, not multiverse, with Vulture and Morbius and Kraven and Venom. And whoever else they want to use. Yeah. There's a fucking litany of villains they can use um the one problem they do run into though is they've already built up this rapport with mj's character of zendaya who's actually dating tom holland in real life yeah and like you know tom holland's friend like what they do there is going to be interesting because i don't think they're going to necessarily translate directly over they could i don't know and here's the thing is the whole issue and why dr strange fucked up the spell is because they're going to forget that he was spider-man exactly i think they move on from those characters yeah that's what i'm thinking and that's what i say the problem is kind of replacing that and because then all of a sudden you have this, this Spider-Man character who had all this this world built around him. And he's in a completely new world and it can kind of take you out of it. And, and I think a lot of the things uh, that people like about the Spider-Man films and, and Spider-Man storytelling is the Peter Parker and Spider-Man aspect of it. To where he's balancing his, yeah. his normal life and the hidden identity part of it while being a superhero. And if you just throw him into a new universe with a whole different cast of... Uh, like, are we going to get MJ. a different MJ? Which they could do the, um, what's her name? Gwen Stacy. And that's an easy kind of new quote unquote love interest if they want to do that. But it, it does take away from, do they bring Aunt May? Yeah. Uh, and, and it has been something that like people have complained about with the Spider-Man movies in the MCU where they haven't even addressed that as much. Yeah. Do they go even farther away from that? Yeah. I don't know. It, you know, it's hard to tell. I'm excited either way. Can't fucking wait for December. Yeah, we got Eternals up next, not in the podcast, but up next in terms of MCU releases. And then we have Spider-Man, No Way Home, set to release December 17th, 2021. We'll see it in IMAX, probably opening night. It's going to be fucking electric. Fuck yeah, it is. Um, I'm very excited for this. Very, very excited. Ty, random Rotten Tomatoes movie score. Talk to me. This is inspired by Cletus Cassidy, looking like Sideshow Bob. In the original post credit scene. No longer looks like Sideshow Bob. Correct. Is this a Simpsons movie? We're doing the Simpsons movie. 2007. Hour and 26 minutes. 223 reviews. 86%. Oh, my God. 87 times. Fuck! That's like the fourth time you've been 1% off. How is it possible you could be 1% off this many times? I think my issue is I like even numbers. <laughs> I feel like I always guess an even number. I have no stats to back that up. But I feel like guessing, I just go even, and sometimes it's odd, and that's fucked me. Yeah, you've, you've at least three times have been within 1%. At least three times. Never hit. There was a crazy – Riley was listening to the pod once, and I said, Riley, what do you think Tyler's going to guess here? And she guessed exactly what you guessed. I don't remember what movie it was, but that was pretty crazy. It's fucking she's wild. She's like, oh, he's going to guess. Or no, I asked her. I was like, what do you think the movie got? And she's like, oh, like 42 or whatever. And then you were like, oh, like 42. And she was like, what? I was like, yeah, you're both wrong still. Wild. <laughs> um. Yeah, go see Venom if you haven't already, um, or just kind of pop into the theater, go see a different movie, and then pop in for the post credit yeah, scene. Yeah, time it out. Honestly, not missing much. <laughs> you got to make sure the movie starts way before this one though, because it's a short movie. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's so just true. Make sure you got time to make it. Yeah, or just YouTube end credit post credits scene. I'm sure it's there. Yeah, it's everywhere. That's all I got for you. Time next week, Jay. The bigger of the <laughs> two franchises, we're not doing uh, Saints of Newark. Eventually, we are right. Probably, because we still have a gap. But it's No Time to Die. It's James Bond. It's a bigger franchise. There's video games, TV show, probably, sex icon. I have to go see this in theaters and not know anything about this franchise at all. Because I'm not going to try and watch another movie. I've never seen a James Bond movie. You think I care? I feel like that's going to hurt. Like It's like jumping in Fast and the Furious seven movies. In. Especially because this shit. is like the end of his story. Yeah. <laughs> like They're moving on to a new Bond after this. Yeah. Yeah. That's fine. We're just gonna we're just gonna go in and have a good fucking time. It's an action movie. With British people. Okay. Is Daniel Craig British? Yeah. I didn't know that. James Bond is like a British fucking thing. Eighty three percent on Rotten Tomatoes. That's pretty good. One hundred eighty two reviews as well. That's a lot of reviews. That's pretty good. Yeah. Those are from critics. Yeah. Who are probably being real critical about it. Because that's like their job. <laughs> yeah. No time to die. Um. Don't know what's after that. We got Dune. Last Night in Soho, Eternals, Top Gun, Maverick, and Kanto. Is it Last Night in Soho a scary movie? Um, no, it's an Edgar Edgar Wright. Um, he did, like, Baby Driver. I think it's a scary movie because Riley wanted to see that. And she it's said a it was thriller. Cool. It's a thriller, not scary. We're definitely watching it. Okay. Put my foot down. Okay. It's not that scary. Okay. It's like Parallel Lives. Okay. Should be cool. Okay. But first, No Time to Die. Uh, in the meantime, be good friend